Welcome to Kingdom Mandate with Apostle Sidney Quay, head pastor of Shekinah Avenue. Now, let's listen to today's message. We wait for you. Our celebration, the Christian faith is a big celebration. There should not be any depressed Christian. Never. If you are depressed as a Christian, it's either you don't understand what you are in. But to be a Christian, there should be no depression, repression, suppression, oppression. It should not be anywhere near you. You know what Paul said? Paul said that even at the point of death, he said, We are not like the others who mourn without hope. Paul said, No. The Christian faith, he said, We are not like them. He said, Even if you lose a lot, we are not like them that mourn. Like the unbelievers. No. He said, no, we don't mourn like them. We know that we don't die. We know believers sleep. Oh. He said, we know we don't die. We sleep. He said, so we don't mourn like the others who don't know that. Because we know that we sleep. And we know also that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. He said, I don't know which to choose and which is better. Whether not to die, no. Whether to be with the Lord or to stay with him. The Christian faith redefines every word, our celebration. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what you will go through, but we are a people of celebration. And I don't know what you will go through tomorrow with your business, with your home, with your marriage, with your car. I don't know. I don't know. The devil also doesn't know. So you have no problem. (laughs) Brothers and sisters, Paul said, I went to the Lord. I spoke to the Lord. I said, Lord, I am doing your work away from this oppression and this kind of thing whereby i can't explain what it is lord take it away lord said my grace is sufficient paul you are forgetting something essential what you are forgetting is the grace it is essential it will help you it can make you survive it it can make you dominate it his grace is sufficient brother our celebration our celebration i don't know what you will go through i don't know what you may go through i don't know what will come against you i don't know what you will go against we always have a celebration. Your marriage might work or not work, but we still have got a what? A celebration. This faith, when you understand it, you have no fear, no fear in the day, no depression, no suppression. It does not matter what it is. You will end well. I'm going to say it again. I say it does not matter what. You will end well. For we know the plans that he has for us. They are not plans of evil. Plans of good. To bring us to an unexpected end to give us a future and a hope <laughs> the bible says you do not know how to pray as you ought to pray but the holy ghost himself shall pray for you he shall make intercessions for you and the intercessions are according to the will of god then he said we know we know we know that all things they work together for them that love god and according to his purpose. Listen, I want to say this. When Joseph came to himself, initially he thought the brothers sold him. They had messed up his life. But when he had gone through prison, gone through the lies, when he was raised up, you know how he defined it? He didn't define that they sold him. He said, the Lord sent me ahead of you to preserve you. You thought you sold me, but God sent me. He sent me ahead of you. We have a celebration. Whether we are down, we celebrate. Whether we are up, we celebrate. Because our rejoicing is the key to our deliverance. We'll read Zephaniah 3. Then we'll read Habakkuk 3. Looks at that. When one sinner, one sinner comes to Christ, there is such joy before all the angels. Why? Today I will show you. That angels even are rejoicing when you got born again. You are the only one who is refusing to rejoice. Because maybe you don't understand what has happened to you. But when you understand it, you will join angelic celebration. Because you can look at your future and smile. And say, now, my future is not try and lock. My future is predestined. It will end the way God wants it to end. I declare over you by the great grace of God. That whatever you will touch is blessed. Wherever you go will bless you. I declare over you by the great grace of God. Wherever you go, there shall be a blessing. There shall be an opening. There shall be an access. Receive it now. Receive it even now. Receive it even now. Zephaniah 3, 17. The Lord that God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with what? You see the way he's putting it? Rejoice over you with joy. Let's go on. 
He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee. We sing Habakkuk 3 17. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall there be fruit in the vine. And the labor of the olive shall fade. And the field shall even not yield meat. And the flock shall be cut off from the fold. And there shall be no food in the stall. Yet I will rejoice. In who? In the situations around you? What will you rejoice in? In the Lord. Well, come, we are rejoicing in the Lord. And to what will you do? We will rejoice in the Lord and I will joy. In what? The God of my salvation. Why am I rejoicing in the Lord? Because the Lord, God, He is my strength. And He will make my feet like hinds feet. And He will make me to walk upon my high places. He said, give this thing I am saying, this prophecy, give it to the chief singer. So that he can play it on what? The instruments. I'm going to read my text. All I'll be doing is reading Bible. So that he can open you up. In Ephesians 2, in the message Bible, from 5 downwards, let me read from 5 to maybe 8. Then I will read Matthew 16, 16 to 19 in the message Bible. The King James is in my mind. Then I want you to pay attention to what is right. After that, I will tell you why as Christians, we are always in celebration. Let us never catch you, sir. You have not faced anything to decide. Even those that died at the stake, they were rejoicing. You are not at any stake. You have not gotten there yet. Nobody has fed you to lions. You are seated comfortably in East Lagos, smiling in church. We can make all the noise we want. Nobody can catch us. They they smiled even when they were being bent. Why? They understood it. They just understood it. I don't believe in a Christian faith that has no effect on you physically. I don't believe it. I'm telling you where my stance are. If this thing can benefit me naturally, I won't take it. It has to benefit spiritually. It has to benefit physically. And he has to benefit you solely. That's a Christian faith. He says, when a man's mind stays on the Lord, he has peace. It's a benefit in our mind. Christ is wisdom. Christ is knowledge. To us, it is in our soul. Healing is for our body. I believe in total salvation. I don't believe in poverty. I don't believe in debt. I don't. As your pastor, I'm telling you so that you understand where my foundations are. I don't believe in the gospel which is only suffering. I believe in the gospel that your suffering is only for Christ, not for any other thing. You don't suffer because of money. You don't suffer because of curses. You don't suffer because of any of these things. If you are suffering, suffer because you are what? Only for Christ. To suffer not having money is not for Christ. It is never for Christ. He is the owner of the silver and the gold. To suffer being sick is not for Christ. No. You cannot even boast in it. Because he says, by whose stripes we were healed. He tells you that all the beating, all the stripes, is was for your healing. So you can't say you are sick because of him. Or for him. Or he wants glory in your sickness. He doesn't do that. He is not the traditional gods in our own town. Who can show you pepper. They can show you pepper just for crisscrossing their tombs. You know, their stones. You step on it, then you are frozen like that. They are showing you pepper. Our God is not like that. It can never be like that. So it's important you understand and you understand your privileges in getting into these things. We started with Hannah and Hannah had prayed. He, she had actually gone there for over 10 years in prayer. In verse Samuel 2, she has been going to the temple close to 10 years praying for a baby. I mean praying 10 years. 10 years for one thing, a baby. Asking every time, Lord, baby, 10 years going up and down. The 10th year, when she got there, now she couldn't pray again. She was weeping, mumbling. And Eli, Eli saw her. And I was like, ah. Eli observed, 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 observed her. When she was done, then Eli said, my daughter, nobody comes to the temple drunk. Pray like the way you are praying. He said, my daughter, put away the body. Because the way we are praying is like something. She said, she said, man of God, you don't understand. You don't understand the pain. He said, the pain in my heart, I am pouring my heart. The souls of my heart. That's what I'm pouring unto the Lord. Don't mistake me for a daughter of Iliad. I don't do that. And Allah looked at her, saw her frustration. Let me, let me give you one very godly advice. 
one of the most important gifts and assets you can have in this entire world is to hear the voice of God keep that with you listen if you can hear God's voice it's one of the greatest assets Hannah had been praying and praying but that day when Eli spoke to her she took the word personal Eli said if you are not the, the daughter of Belia and you are pouring your heart to the Lord like this I stand in my office go no prayers he said go just go and may the Lord grant you your heart desire and he is the high priest he is standing in the place for God he is the priest he is expected to hear from God and talk back to the people that's who a priest is he takes the people's pleas take it to God take God's answers and gifts and bring it back to the people he said Anna go and may the Lord grant you your heart desire and the Bible said immediately Anna didn't hear Eli Anna heard she heard God immediately she stopped sorrowing worrying the husband had tried to convince her to stop she wouldn't but when she heard go just go and God grant you her desire for the first time she broke her fast she sat down with her tears wiped and ate drank celebrated with the husband who has been waiting for her for how many years now 10 years to be joyful to be joyful she will not but after she realized where it was what Elijah told her she sat she ate after eating it didn't end there she came back she was in a hurry she conceived gave birth she was in a hurry the Bible puts it this way that she cut the child from the breast before the time was due she weaned the child earlier the child the, the women are here you know the baby can go sometimes how many years sometimes two years they are going you know they are sucking it small small do you have introduced them to food once in a while they will force you they'll cry they'll intimidate you then they will just take the breast because you don't want to be frustrated you give it back to them for two years Anna intentionally weaned someone because she had made a vow to the Lord not to Eli because she didn't hear Eli she heard God the Lord if you give me I'll give back the child to you she win the child immediately no wasting of time brought back the child and when she brought the child presented the child that is where scripture I quoted last week that's where when she presented the child then she said the Lord the Lord my spirit is rejoicing in the Lord my spirit is excited in the salvation of the Lord my soul is magnifying the Lord. Who is a God like Him? There is none like Him. And she began to sing their song. Since the barren had given birth, not to one. She had already given birth to one. But she said the barren had what? Giving birth to her seven. Seven. She started with seven. That's her song. She's giving away somewhere. And she's saying the barren has given birth to how many? seven she has given birth to what to one but she's saying seven said those that were strong to give birth they have retired they can't give birth he said the lord is a god of knowledge by him actions are weak that's where she began because she's a woman who had encountered god heard the voice of god and seen the power of god in manifestation she went on to sing the God, he knows what is in darkness. He sees what is in darkness. He said, let the enemies be silent. Let them not talk about me. God is a God of knowledge. He weighs even motives and he weighs it. Then he said, look, God has power enough to make rich. And God has power enough to make poor. By lifting and by bringing humbly, God is able to do that. Then he goes on to say, God is able to do this because the pillars of the enemy are the Lord's. And He, God, He has power to raise, lift both the poor and the beggar out of the donkey. And the first thing He does to the poor and beggar is that He sets them among princes. What does that mean? 
identification he changes them he so does it that he puts them among princes he gives them a setting among what princes those that are qualified to inherit the throne he makes them become set among them the first thing in the christian faith that is why i spoke about position is that when god raises a poor man lifts a beggar he must set him among princes your identity when you enter into christ changed and you must believe that to the core even than that you will not even know that you deserve a throne the only people that know they deserve a throne are princes if you are not a prince you don't even qualify or dream it's only princes who what dream so we have got princes who are today what dreaming they are dreaming until their dad dies some are even praying i heard one guy he said hmm, this guy i see is praying that his father will die but minister until you are a prince do you ever dream of becoming a scientific doctor or gamma pastor Gary, have you ever dreamt of becoming gamma pastor dada have you ever dreamt of becoming gamma or topic have you ever dreamt of becoming the queen mother Palace? why not because it's out of their way because they are christians they don't even want to think about it that's the only way they don't want to think about it but you imagine i know a christian who ran away he relocated to us because they were looking for him relocated he said ah, they are going to leave when they put it on your neck you are gone in my car palace they've got some leaf with some <laughs> incantations they are looking for you the only thing they want to do is to put it on your neck once they put it on your neck oh come on you are gone so when the guy saw that they were bringing the leaf he relocated the united states until they found it moved from his family to the next family so once he needs to set you so it's those who are in the families like that they begin to dream even not those that are just in the line those that are the closest the closest to the throne they begin to dream because you need to be set among princes to dream for thrones if you are not set there you can't dream for it and i'm telling you by god's grace i'll be getting there very soon the day you got born again that day god changed your position and you must begin to believe it with all your heart because if you don't believe it with all your heart when even we are giving you throne to sit on you say you don't deserve it i don't qualify what have i done what must i do in the first place you were poor and a beggar and you were lifted what is your responsibility you can't get yourself on the throne somebody is doing the work for you to get there but because of our mind not being changed knowing where we have been set that you have been set among what anna could have said it differently but she chose the west he set us among princes then when he does that he will cause us he sets us and causes us where are you positioned brothers and sisters we are positioned where where are we positioned in christ say heavenly father say heavenly father now that i am in christ i make my declaration in the name of jesus christ the one i am in i declare today ah, i am sanctified because i am in christ i am set apart from every evil every curse in my family and i declare i am in christ sanctified i declare in the name of jesus the son of god by the power of the holy ghost by the power of the holy ghost i declare in the name of jesus ah i am in christ and i declare i am sanctified from every spell every pattern i am separated because i i am in christ i declare in the name of jesus i am in christ every charm every wish in my family cannot touch me i am sanctified i am set apart from every evil in my home in my hometown i declare i am in christ i am sanctified come alive this is christianity this one is christianity when you understand that your sanctification is not just what you are doing but your sanctification is where you have been brought god is god but when you place god on god's altar the altar sanctifies the gold you cannot go and use that for any ordinary thing 
why because you have brought it where into the temple and you have placed it where on the altar what god did for you was that he brought you to the altar of the cross and when you got there you no matter who you are you were set apart no matter the family you come from who is against you who no, it doesn't matter again because you are in christ and when you are in christ you are set apart i decree over your head and decree over your path this is christianity 101 i'm saying it again if you don't understand it you will beg others to help you i said when you take your gold and you place it on the altar what sanctifies it the gold the altar why because the gold is where on the altar cups are used for drinking but cups handed to god cannot be used for drinking by one you can go and ask Belshazzar. he took bowls that were consecrated separated sanctified for god and he drank from it before young girls the concubines who were dancing naked and he was drinking wine from God's cups and God's vessels. Then the Bible said a hand appeared and wrote on the wall. He said, Take care, take care if, if you see. Other version says, Many, many, take care, Paris. He said, Today, I God, I have numbered your kingdom and I have finished it. I have divided your kingdom and I have given it to the meats and the pensions. One night, he took only one night the next morning he lost his kingdom he was overthrown how the gates were open for him to lose it nobody can explain that to me why because he touched that which had been sanctified you know what daniel told him when daniel was interpreting daniel said oh you should have known you are your grandfather's son you should have known these are vessels of God and we should not have touched it and because you have touched it see we don't place value you know who you are you are not a vessel that you have used oil to rub get it into your Christian mind deeply you are the very person that houses God it is no way rubbing oil around you no you are God's temple let it sink you are seated God dwells in you you know the level of protection you have unless you don't believe it once you don't believe it you won't enjoy it and once you don't believe it you won't experience it this thing works on the premises of belief he's touching normal vessels and god is judging him he's losing his kingdom you are god's vessel god's vessels you know what solomon said he said the heavens of heavens cannot contain who am i that I shall build a temple and a house that shall contain you. He said, God be merciful and put your name here and dwell here. Because no house can contain you. Heaven is not even pure in your eyes. How much more something done on the earth? But here we are. He said, I will leave you. I will walk with you. Their sins and iniquity, I will remember that is who you are until you wake up to Christian responsibility. You will think you need to change something. But that is the first thing that made man fall. It is not what man had that made him fall. It is what he thought he needed that made him fall. And until we rise up and understand what we have received, we got where? We got into Christ. And when you come to the altar, you are sanctified by the altar. I'm looking at people that are sanctified. People that are set apart for God's use. In economics, in finance, in medicine, in trade. In engineering, in carpentry, in trade, in business, I'm looking at men that are set apart by God. You are in Him sanctified. I declare to you today by this understanding no arrow can touch you. God has set you apart from any weapon working against you. Receive it, huh? God has set you apart. No enemy will laugh at you. Never. God will put their laugh to silence. Receive it. Because in Him we are sanctified. In Him we are sanctify from anything in your family from anything around your family from any sin your father and mother did and your great-grandfather did in christ you know what we do as pastors we wait until easter to tell you this we will tell you at easter that after easter we stop preaching it but the bible tells us what is done at easter is the central thing for the christian faith. paul said i decided not to know anything among you 
save him crucified because that is where God's power is but how we preach it we'll preach it Easter jump and say all sins are forgiven how every power is destroyed then we come back after Easter to talk about altars foundations what again altar versus altar warfare in the in the outer court patterns covenants you you are in the highest covenant that anybody can be in until you don't know you see this is christian faith one zero one what am i saying somebody can preach patterns it will work another person can preach water it will work but that is not the rightly dividing the word of truth because listen it will end you in bondage never in liberty you will go chasing after things because that is not the path it has never been the path. The path is only one. Christ and him crucified. Whatever he did, you accept it. In him, you are sanctified. In him, you are sanctified. You are set apart. In him, you are not just sanctified. You are accepted. Angels of God salute you. They protect you. They preserve you. Not for favor. They are not doing you a favor. It is a purchase. It has been bought by the blood. It has been sanctioned by heaven. They have a responsibility to keep me anything on my guess me said when i was younger i would curse you in my room and i grew i realized cursing somebody in my room empowering the devil to do evil to that person by the power i have so i changed i said i changed oh you have no idea when a pastor wants to do you evil it's, it's more than even witchcraft but the witch doesn't have the power the pastor has so if i stay in my room i mention your name declare some things after you and add in the name of Jesus Christ it works not God working it devils because of course you especially if you are in the church where the pastor is the, church, the pastor because Bible has given you rights over you to watch over your soul so whatever church you go be careful I learn I learn where I learn what I learn where I said Lord what how do I change come and learn sense in the word of God I went he said when the person stood what is the solution I said Lord I want my thing back he said okay who is responsible to keep your thing I said Lord you, you don't sleep you don't slumber you watch and keep he said okay who should you be blaming I said Lord is it that I can't blame you I have to blame myself he said beyond yourself who should you ask from I said you he said when they take your thing it's an opportunity to ask for seven times the same thing will you leave that go thinking about revenge he said lord i've repented when you take my thing i'm like lord you saw it the angels saw it they took my thing you didn't stop them they took it away i had put all my mechanism in place they still took it away lord seven times it should be restored perfectly i don't go after any man they won't give it back to you even when they give it back to you it will be used broken or spoiled so you learn wisdom go back to him lord they took it but when you restore and you return it's sevenfold lord my house qualifies for sevenfold they stole your car you qualify for sevenfold say lord this car is gone now i'm not expecting this one back praise your name we are moving to the next seven if it was 2012 model 2013 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 model go on your knees speak in tongues thank him for restoration i can assure you as your pastor it will be restored because it is biblically biblically being done you are not emotional about it you are word based about it there is a song we sing in tune it's a dangerous song it says that we see somebody's inspiration stop here so i don't get into trouble there are some parts of the song lovely but this particular part is not lovely god glorifying you is not for your enemies 
God doesn't do things to glorify you to your end. No, He glorifies one Himself. Two, He glorifies you. After your enemies, they will see it, but that is not your business. Your focus is not them, your focus is God and what is worth I said. Once you can lay a hold on that, our enemies, they will see. Thou preparest a table before me. In the what? In the presence of what? My and whether they like it or not, they will see it. So don't focus on them. Focus on God and do your backing. But again with him, Lord, I lost this position because of these people. But Lord, I have come to you. You prophesied it. I received seven times better than that. I declare over you for anything that is lost because you are in Christ. Because you are in Christ, be in a position, be in a property. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, whatever has been lost, I declare restore in the fold, in the first fold, the second fold, the third fold, the fifth fold. Maybe you have lost daughters, you have lost children, you have lost money. I declare to you now, receive restoration. Receive restoration from God, not man, from God. A seven fold, receive it even now. Receive it even now. Receive it even now. You are in Christ sanctified. You are in Christ chosen. You are in Christ anointed. You are in Christ sealed. You are in Christ empowered. When a man gets into Christ, angels will celebrate. Even God celebrates. Why? Because you understand what is happening to you. You are in Christ. You have entered into God. And God has also entered into you. What can be more joyful than this? That is what it means to be a Christian. God is in you and you are in God. Spells won't work. Charm won't work. Let them think. Let them sit. Let them plan 21 days. It will fail. You. Your life is God. It is hid in Christ. That is where we are. We are in Christ. Don't forget what I am saying. This statement was the key to the entire Pauline revelation. If you understand this one, you have understood all that Paul preached. In Christ, that is where we are. Is that in whom? In Christ, in whom we have redemption, even the forgiveness of our sins. In Christ, in whom we are blessed. For He had blessed us in Him before the foundations of the head. He chose us. I remember there was a time somebody said, Ah, Pastor, are you not bothered by what they are saying? I looked at the person. I said, What are they saying? Said, have you not heard? I said, No. What are they saying? He said, They said this. They said that. They said this. The person was thinking, I'll, I'll be afraid of something. I said, no. He said, Pastor, you look at your notebook. I said, yes, I know my Bible. Every man is a man. It's only God that is God. Then I told him, it's not man that blessed me. It's God that blessed Then I said, before they did anything, God chose me in Christ. So it cannot work. If you don't know, you fast, you pray, you somersault. And at the end of the day, you know what you do? After doing all these things, in your mind, you are still worried. And your mind is the gateway. It does not matter who they are. No matter what they do, you are where? You are where? Where are you? You are where? You are where? You are in. Is that in Him? He are complete. There is nothing in Him. He are complete. You are complete in Him until the, when you get out of Him, then you will see your inadequacies. But as long as you stay in Him, in Him you are strong. In Him you are patient. In Him you can marry and do well. In Him you can excel at your job. In him you will live and not die. Paul said, In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. It is not outside him, it is in him. And you are in him. In him also you become something. This is the first part of the Pauline revelation. In him, the first part. Look, I've mastered it, I've studied it. I give myself to nothing but that. Until the day I realized that Paul said, If any man preach any other gospel than that I preach, let that man be cursed. That day I decided and talked to God, that God, let me understand this thing. Either than that, whatever I, I preach, I'm either cursing people. You know what I curse? I'm empowering people to go and fail. Or I find out what this thing is. Nobody can sit in this church and you're not empowered. It will never happen. If you are listening, it will never happen. You can sit here and also be cursed. It must never happen. If you know what I'm teaching and I'm saying, and you will just believe it. Because it is the hearing of it that this, if you can hear it, 
Listen, there is no message anywhere that can build you up. Get that into your spirit. There is no message anywhere that can build a man up. It's only the word of his grace. That's the only thing that builds a man up. Nothing else can build any man anywhere. If you yield yourself to it, you will not be built up. You will look like you are built up, but you will be destroyed at the end. It is only the word of his grace. He said, receive it. He said, the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you among them who are sanctified if you don't hear the message of grace no matter who speaks against it i'm telling you that is your hope and let me say this as i'm preaching now you see the things happening in africa you are here you are, you are seeing the things happening in africa in the natural it has already begun in the spiritual all these messages you get the rebels rebels in the kingdom who rebel against parties systems landmarks don't rebel against all because that is not what was given it is men that have placed it there. How can you enter into Christ and still be a cast man? What then did he do? Why did he then come? And he waited to come at the fullness of time. I'm telling you, it has begun. Me like that, I'll be labeled a rebel. I've already accepted it. You know, you know what helps me? What helps me is that I can minister prophetic, I can minister spirit, I can minister all those things. So because I can do all those, you can't just attack the message. Because those that do the message, most of them don't like doing the spirit. I am fencing myself for everything. Prophesy minister CVGs all is part of the package and after that also teach you the message of his grace you are in him you are not outside him you are in him now to wrap up you are where you are in Christ you are where you are in Christ you are where you are where you are in Christ you know what people feel like because they are connected to a man, even Bob Marley, Bob Marley, even Bob Marley, after he died, his sons, wives, they made money because they are connected to Bob Marley. Those that didn't even have the gift, they sang by force. And I'm telling you, <laughs> just because they are connected, they are associated to the guy. They went and received awards. Yesterday, I was reading one of the lyrics of Bob Marley's song. It says, stand up, stand up, stand up for your right. Don't give up the fight. What are the other words? That's the only phrase I read. Emancipate yourself from what? From mental slavery. Look, if there is something a believer should be concerned about, it's mental slavery. I want you to listen. Paul said, he said, when I preach the gospel, you know the difference between you and the unbeliever? Your mind. So you and the unbeliever? Your mind. Then he explained what has happened to the unbeliever. He said, whom the God of this world had blinded the mind. So their mind had been what? Blinded. Your mind when you were unbeliever was what? Blinded. Now light has come. You must learn to open your mind and see. See where you are. See where you are. Ephesians 2. Let me read it in the message. Ephesians 2, 5 to 9 in the message. He embraced us. He took our sin dead lives and made us alive in where? Where did he make us alive? In yourself? In where? In Christ. What did he do? He did all this on his own with no help from us. Then he picked us up and set us down in the highest heaven. He compared it with Jesus, our Messiah. It's going to get interesting. Let's go on. Now read it for yourself. Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what is happening now? What is happening now? Now God has us where? Where he wants us. With all the what? With all the time in this world. And the next to show and shower grace and kindness upon us. Where? Where? Where you are now, what is left is for God to shower. Are you ready for Him to shower it? Or you want to go and labor yourself to go and shower yourself? You will go and buy irrigators. Now you know irrigators, you have to just lay the pipe deep, lay the pipes, then get sprinklers, then you open the tap, then it flows. Then the sprinklers are what? They are rotating and sending the water. Hard work or showers. It's coming. Showers. Is coming from everywhere. Are you ready for that in your life? God has us where He wants us. 
I'm going to tell you where God wants you. He has you there now. When you got into Christ, <laughs> heaven couldn't wait. Excitement. Excitement because you are there. You are where God wants you. That's where you are. Let me end with this. There are three things, three benefits. When you got in there, three things added to your getting in there. Therefore, that is the foundation of Christian authority. Your right to command your right to exercise power. Your right to speak. Your right to command and obey is rooted in this wilderness. One, you're getting into him. That's one. Your position, getting into him. Two, your person. When you got into him, what you became, authorizing. Three, when you got into him, beyond what you became, what you had, what you possessed in then four what you were empowered to do four things I've said when you got into him what you became in him what you possess in him and what you were empowered to do in him became the foundation of Christian authority you have rights unbelievable rights unexplainable rights unfinable and rights as I end. I will end with what Peter said, which Matthew recorded. You are in him and you became something. You are in him and you possess something. You are in him and you can do something. Say the four things again. In him you became something. In him you possess something. In him you can do something. And that is all the Christian authority is founded on. In him we became something. In him we had something. In him we can do something. I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. I can be patient. I can abound. I can do well. Because I can do all things. Through Christ. Not my mother. Not my father. Not where I'm coming from. It is in him. It is only in him. It is only in him. In him you became something. In him you have something. In him you can do something. I declare, go and do whatever you are commanded to do. Go and excel in engineering. Excel in legal sector. Excel in the financial sector. Excel in the technological space. In the media space. In the economic space. In the medical space. In the vaccine space. In the administration space. In commodities. In fashion. Excel. Go and excel. In him, I became something. In him, I have something. In him, I can do something let me even change it in him i became something in him i have all things and in him i can do all things i'm refining it for you in him i have something in him i became something but we are not saying in him i became all things in him i have all things and in him i can do all things in him i became all things in him I have all things. In him I can do. Bible, 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 Bible. Matthew 16. 16 to 19 in the message. You have been in the church for years. What did you become? What have you become? I've taught it here. And taught it here. In Christ. We became new creatures. In Christ. We became new men. In Christ. We became kings. In Christ. We became priests. In Christ, we became light. In Christ, we became temples of God. In Christ, we became branches. In Christ, we became one spirit. In Christ, I've taught it here severally. We became all things. That is why I can look at you and say, He says that you are a city set on a that cannot be hid. You are light, know it. Darkness cannot hold you bound. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shined in darkness. And the darkness cannot overpower it. I have come that he may have life. So in him we have life. In him we have righteousness. In him we have eternal life. 
In him we have wisdom. In him we have peace. In him we have redemption. In him. <laughs> this is Christianity. 101. When you know what you have in him, I declare over your lives that enter into the joy of Christianity. Enter into the joy of Christianity. What your mother, your father, your uncles, your brothers could not give to you. I stand in the authority of salvation. Enjoy it. Liberty and freedom. Healing and peace. Joy and elevations. Promotions. Receive it even now. We are heirs of the throne. 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 In him. In him. In him. In him. In him. We became. In him we have. In him we can do. This is Christianity. If you understand these things, the knowledge of these things will let you walk like a superman. You walk like a man that has no fear, no worry and no trouble. Because in him I became. In him I became. In him I am. In him I can do. Telematesaya. I declare over your lives you are in him nothing can empower you to fail no disease can thrive in your body you are in him you will run your race and finish it you are in him your journey is blessed and anointed you are in him your future is glorious you are in him you are in him you can't say you don't have wisdom you can't say you are weak you can't say that I am broke you don't know what you have. If you talk like that, you don't know what you have. You can't say you are weak. He said, let the weak say. You can't say you are depressed. You can't say it cannot work. You cannot say it. You cannot say it. It cannot about us. You know what God said to us? They said, who told you? Who told you? We have listened to unnecessary things for too long. Don't talk anyhow. Talk the word. Don't speak anyhow. Let the word of God only come out of your lips. I am blessed. In him I am blessed. In him I am chosen. In him I am anointed. In him the promises of God, they are yes and amen. In him I am anointed. In him I am sealed. In him I am glorious. In him I am predestined. This is the Christian faith. In him, in him, in him, in him, in him, in him, I am blessed. Can you believe Isaiah was prophesying? And the prophecy was strange. He prophesied that somebody will become the throne of glory. Yeah. As I have told you to, I want you to read a particular text from the message. And when you leave here, never say it's already. Never say it. Never, never say it. You're like, huh? This is our last meal to eat and die. Never say it. Even if that's the last thing you have in your house, you tell yourself, the Lord my shepherd, I shall not want. He will make me to lie down in green pastures he will lead me beside still waters he will restore my soul his rod and his staff they comfort me yo 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 even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for thou art with me the rock kamasata the rod and the staff they comfort me thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies thou 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 anointest my head with oil my cup runs over surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your lives goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life over your job over your work over your relationships over your labor goodness and mercy shall follow you i declare when you leave the auditorium this is engaged and when you are in your house is engaged in the street is engaged and your work is engaged surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life you shall dwell you shall dwell you shall dwell you shall dwell I shall dwell I shall dwell let me give you the rhema in this scripture I like to read and read and read well you see the way he says it surely goodness and mercy shall follow us me all the days of my life you see if you are not careful you think it's continuing the sentence 
but he is not that's why pay attention when you read he is not continuing it he is explaining to you why goodness and mercy shall follow you why because when you are going you are not going you are going as the house of god you are going as somebody who is in the house of god evil does not dwell with god no what dwells with god is goodness and mercy so you go in that dwelling of god that is what goes so you are walking in town but it's not you walking in town it is the house of god you are walking in so it looks like you're walking into your office but in your office you are still seated in the house of god god is there angels are there his presence is there his blood is there receive that blessing now receive that blessing now surely goodness and mercy we are going to celebrate the lord but there is a text matthew 16 16 to 19 in the message want to go simon peter said you are the christ the messiah the son of the living god jesus came back god bless you simon son of jonah you did not get the answer you did not get the answer tell them what answer jesus is lord jesus is christ you did not get it out of books or from teachers my father in heaven god himself he let you in on this secret of what who is jesus christ is he one of the teachers your friend come on shut up come on who is it to you he said that now you know who christ really is you have known the secret now pay attention to what jesus wants to say to you today. want to go and now i am going to tell you what is he going to tell him what is jesus going to tell him was he not peter he was sad but he is going to tell him when you meet jesus the first revelation is that he needs to tell you who you really are because if he doesn't you will think believe what they think you are that is why i'm ending today next week i'm going to preach on qualifiers of the truth i will tell you things that qualifies you because you are, you are in christ and you can see me here you know what people have tried to do to me i'm still here i don't mind for good when they shoot arrows i just it when i just somebody say hey apostle you are strong man. i am not strong i know where i am i am in him there with chest swords we chest it when they throw you chest it when they throw it and you feel like that you say come on i leave and you leave that is where we are we know it let the weak say i'm strong let the poor say i am weak. that is where we are he says I, I will tell you who you are really are you are what you are what you are what bernard a rock like christ and this revelation of who you are who are they they are the blessed they are the anointed they are the favored they are the holy they are the sanctified they are the what who they are say so you are you are stephen the anointed you are joyously the blessed you are assassin the sanctified you are Dela, the holy one you are bernard the sealed one you are christopher the lifted one you are denise the anointed denise the blessed denise the redeemed denise the cast lifter and breaker denise the big one <laughs> you are denise the sealed anointed one you are denise the complete one in christ <laughs> this is christianity one zero one i'll end next week hold your hand and let us end the reading and they have written any day they are giving it to you you are great you are denise the great denise the blessed denise the redeemed denise the anointed the complete the predestined for glory the last time i heard somebody saying even you are my sugar in my cocoa that's not where we are now we are in church you are christabel the great you are andy the blessed you are stephen the redeemed you are daniel the anointed you are christopher the complete you are redeemer the predestined for glory oh glory glory is our celebration it is our celebration it is our celebration it is our celebration we are great ones we are blessed ones we are redeemed ones we are holy ones we are anointed we are complete and we are predestined i'll be like paul when i'm even going to be with the lord i'll tell them bring me my book i want to write something you will see something about yourself when you see it 
Apostle has finished the service. One, two, go. Let's end the text. Matthew 16. And now I am going to tell you who you are. Really are. You are accuracy, the blessed. Upon this rock on which I will put together my church. A church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. The next one, this is where it is. And that's not all. Hold your hands and say, that is not all. That is not all. Look at them. Look at the person and tell the person. Well, not, that is not all. That is not all. What will happen? You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open and every door. No barriers. <laughs> hey! No barriers between heaven and earth. Earth and heaven. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. And no on earth. Brothers and sisters, I need to read that last part again. They didn't say another person. They say you. You will have what? You have. You, you have what? Complete and what? And free access. To what? To God's kingdom. Everything that is in God's domain. You have access to it. What a life. Keys. To obey. Are you believing it brother? What are they saying about you? Let me qualify it well. What is Jesus saying about you? You are complete and what? Somebody is looking at somebody's shiny hair. And he's like no not this guy. Not this guy. Not this guy. It is this guy. They are talking about you. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open. Amen. And every door. Does any Can it be marital doors? Can it be business doors? Can it be positions? Can it be doors to money and opportunities? Can it be spiritual doors? What do you have? You have keys to open any and every keys to open. Let me advise that those who just married. Let me close. Catch your wife. Put her in the bed. Lay hands on the womb. Say, I open you today. Conceive. I'm teaching you how to practice the Christian faith. You get back to your house. Your end, it is not your house. As you are entering, look at the gate and say, The next gate I open shall be my house. Keys to open any and every door. <laughs> any and what? And every. Any and every. You can take your passport and look at it and say, You, you are a key. Any embassy you enter, you open. <laughs> you are opening any and every door. Let's read the last part. This one is more serious. Read it slowly, gently, believably. One, two, go. Read it with slangs. Slay. Turn your tongue. And that's not all. You have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open any and every door. <laughs> no more barriers. Now, you see the way he says it. Pay attention to words. Pay no more barriers between heaven and earth. He won't end there. Then he changes, he reverses it. Between the earth and heaven. Then he makes it singular in the next, next part. A yes on earth. Is a yes in heaven and maintains it again and nowhere so it all originates from where the earth the yes and the no originates from where from the earth this is your privilege that you can stand here on earth and say Lord by your word no barrenness in this house then heaven will say yes you can stand and say nothing dies premature in this house and heaven will say what you see when you say don't even wait for heaven move on because they will say what yes that is our authority 
Yes, my brother. Yes, the prosperity. Yes, the promotion. Yes, the elevation. Yes, the spiritual enlightenment. Yes, the gifts of the spirit. Yes, the fruit of the spirit. Yes, to the wisdom of God. Yes, to the glory of God. Yes, to elevation. No to sickness. No to death. No to disease. No to poverty. No to lack. No and no and no. Are you ready to give the Lord your celebration? Are you ready to give the Lord your celebration? Can you lift your voice and give the Lord a 30 seconds shout of praise? Thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Mandate with Apostle Sidney Quay, head pastor of Shekinah Avenue. For prayer and counseling, please call 0200-999-852. Join us for our Sunday services from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Locate us at Shekinah Avenue Auditorium, opposite the Washing Bay, Saika, Obodo, East Lagon. Until the apostle comes your way again, same time next week, remain blessed.